guys welcome back to another episode of excuse me um <laughs> i have a special guest uh with me right now um yes people and i've been trying to get him on this podcast for a while and he's been you know ducking and dodging me pussyfooting me if you will and i just want you guys to meet the person who i call boo bay boo bay all that and in between, um, Jomo. Hello, hello, people. Number one in her life. Well, not number one, but, like, <laughs> but not number one in her life, you know. Like, I'm Jesus Christ and everything, but no, I'm going to excuse me, community. Um, so yeah, I, I just wanted to do a little small introduction. Uh, <laughs> this is a controversial uh, conversation, but babe, how? How did we meet? Um, let's see. Uh, I, freshman year, college. Uh, this around about 2012, 2013. Mm-hmm. I think it was uh, the spring semester, if I feel the call. Mm. Uh, we was at a party. At a, uh, it was at a frat party. And, uh, a frat? Our mutual friend, Glenn Alsoda. Shout out to Glenn. You know, I'm trying to be a doctor. You know, but... He had uh, came, uh, we was moving around about what, 1.30 a.m. to party shutting down. And he had introduced first uh, me to your friend, Alicia. Mm-hmm. Then he said, oh yeah, and this is Cena. And let me tell you what's the first thing that came out of her motherfucking mouth. <laughs> she was like, because I guess Alicia Cena, Alicia Cena kind of sounds similar, but I want to fuck it up. I don't think anybody else would. <laughs> and the first thing, I'm like, hey, how you doing? Nice to meet you. She said, uh, if you get my name confused with Alicia, I'm going to cut your ass out. <laughs> what? <laughs> Whoa. Red motherfucking flag. <laughs> red flag, really? I'm like, man. Who All I was that? saying was, you know what? Can never confuse the two of us, and if you do, you might get cussed out. That's all I was saying. But, anyway, um, I've grown from there. <laughs> but you had something else to add? No, nah, go ahead. Just continue doing what you've been doing. Cut me off. Oh my god. Okay, so speaking of cutting him off, I'm also working on listening, guys. So I may be more quiet than usual, and if I'm not, he has the. Um, he has my permission to tell me to be quiet if he wants to finish a point. Excuse me, excuse me. I don't do this usually. Excuse me? I beg your pardon. So, moving forward, I wanted to ask, Bay, how do you feel about the topic of black love? Uh, I think it's an importance. Uh, I think uh, we don't touch on what actual like black love is. I mean, we might see uh, different things of you know casual relationships, but mm-hmm. like the all seriousness and how important it is. I mean, I don't think we talk about that. I think the only black love we know is probably you know black fences or if you grew up with mother and father. I guess in the household, you probably see black love there. Gotcha. Okay. I mean, for me, I feel like black love is something that is very 
radical in a sense, and I'll touch on that more when we talk more about um, Queen and Slim, which I hope you guys have seen because there are going to be some fucking spoilers. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I absolutely love that movie. And if you listen to the last podcast episode, then you know um, I'm going to be talking about it in this episode. So yeah, um, I think black love is something that's very radical, especially it's always been radical to love someone of a darker complexion. And I feel like it's really important to talk about, and that's why we're here. Okay, and I mean, since me and Joseph are like, you know, a physical representation of what black love could possibly look like, I mean, why not, you know? (laughs) So, moving on to our question of the week. What makes, babe, I'm going to post this question to you. Mm -hmm. It's number 1,173. What makes a party boring? Hmm. I mean, shit, a lot of things. I mean, wack ass people. Whack. <laughs> now, to me, what really makes a party born is probably like the music. Mm-hmm. Music. If you gotta know the crowd, like the kind of crowd uh, that's at the party. Like, if you just playing some music that's out of whack, like Kainai Joe, and you got a bunch of niggas like myself or something in there, mm-hmm. it's not gonna work. We're not gonna feel. Uh, so you need a good mix. Yeah, good mix. Good man. male to female ratio. Probably more female to male ratio. Oh. <laughs> because I have been to a party where there's a bunch of sausages. And nah. just my phone. <laughs> I mean, I guess I would play beer pong and shit like that. But, you know. Gotta, women always make the party better. Oh, okay. Women always make the party better. Women make the party better. Y'all hear that? Mm-hmm. One always. woman makes him better. That's me. Just going to throw that out there. Um, <laughs> for Okay, so for me, I um, I don't go to parties. Um, I have so, not yeah. been a fan of parties. Like, I like kickbacks where it's like chill, people, you know, hanging out, smoking, maybe a little bit of drinking. But any type of like turn up situation where it's a bunch of people sweating, yelling out music lyrics, it's crowded. I'm not a fan. And I'm not knocking anybody who loves party culture. Like, you know what? Do your thing. But I've never really been into, like, the partying, the clubbing. You know that, like, Baby, yes, I did. I went. I did the party stuff, and that's how I know for sure I'm not a fan. It's kind of like with, like, <laughs> say you have sex with, like, someone of the same sex and you Yo. realize <laughs> maybe this isn't for me but like okay. at least you tried it you know it's like that for me um i'm sorry to compare party culture to just to LGBT. let y'all know it's nothing wrong it's nothing wrong with you know trying it out but exactly me try it but me <laughs> i knew from the very first I like women. That's okay, that's not what this is about. I know it ain't about, but I'm just saying it's <laughs> me. Anyways, I just don't like partying in the sense of like getting crazy, getting blackout drunk. I've never been blackout drunk. I'm not a fan of it. I've synced it. <laughs> I'm not a fan. So, let's go ahead and move on to the theme. What? <laughs> let's move on to the theme of the week. The theme of the week for... Well, yeah, for this week (laughs) is building community through love. And um, 
With that being said, then, I wanted to ask, why is black love so important, important to the black community? Um, to me, I think it's just a, a you see, a, a standard. I mean, I think what we do is we take away from, like, we don't pay attention to the household. Because when we should model, we, we role model a lot of things, and... I think the black household is all, it's like, to me, it's not, you know what I'm saying, not picture, not the first thing. I mean, when you go to like the white communities, you see kind of like the mother and father, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, how they raise up, Kenny Smith, they live in the suburbs, or school, go to the best schools, you know, how they was raised and the interaction and the Thanksgiving dinner, you see that all that plastered out commercials, movies, Things like that, but the black uh, experience, the black love uh, of two people coming together, raising a family—it's just, it just wasn't. It's not there. To me, it's not there. <coughs> you know, it might seem like early uh, old days, but it's not there. You anything? Yeah, and so. I guess what you're saying is the reason why black love is so important to the black community is because we can't see, we don't see it in the media, it's not presented, so we have to actually live it. And our kids might look at black love as something else. Mm-hmm. More pay attention to more, you know, music, kind mm-hmm. of how we treat you know, our women, how we treat our niggas. So you're saying black like love that. is pretty much presented only in music? I'm saying it's on the black back burner. What I'm saying mm, okay. is like if it's not if it's not champion, if black love is not champion, mm-hmm. where do we how do we where do we look for love to? Mm, okay. Okay. So what I wanted to add was that um, you know, I think black love is important to our community because there's power in love. Mm-hmm. You know? And I believe it helps us prosper. And when we prosper as individuals within the community, we then can, you know, help the community prosper. Well, and <laughs> this isn't to say that black communities aren't prospering, of course, but I do feel like black men and women, uh, there's like a, uh, how do I say, like a. There's like a separate, a divide between some of us where, like, you know, there's we're at odds for a variety of reasons like we can say in terms of like preferences we can say in terms of like gender roles and what house life should look like because you know Mm -hmm. as of right now black women are the most educated group and we're becoming the top like the most um likely group to become an entrepreneur and so that kind of disrupts the um like society's views of like what a woman should be like we're educated we're now making our own businesses and do you think that has some type of influence on how it um, affects black love because I feel like it does uh, I'm saying black Mm -hmm. love because you know it's a group thing not just about it's It's not about men (laughs) it's about us I know that I say, <coughs> excuse me, maybe. 
Maybe. Maybe. I mean, not speaking on like just you because you know you're you're a little bit more enlightened than the average Joe. Joe. Come on, sweetie. Ha. What really affects black love, if you just ask me per se. Okay. Uh, I think more so that kind of that kind of helps us when you talk about a black woman getting more educated. It's the highest education of group here mm-hmm. in America. Uh, I think that actually helps. But what really kind of hurt black love is how I many it's all the uh, systematic racism that happened, you know, mm-hmm. in my generations. I mean. It takes kind of like a long time to kind of fix. Mm-hmm. I okay. mean, hell, when you had, you know, you had slavery for 400 years, then you separate the man and the woman, auction off mm-hmm. slavery, children go to different places, then when you finally get out of slavery, you have a chance to build what is in the household, but then you come and you just completely uh, disenfranchised, push them off the ghetto, then you push like drugs in community mm. and you have no way to kind of support yourself. Say that shit back. Then at the time, you know, the man tried to support the family when she was, you know, doing this diligence of hustling, then you lock them up, then mm. throw them in jail 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Mm. Then the son don't have nobody to look up to. And you push all the influences, you know, music, television, movies. I mean, let let's keep it real. Like I okay. listen to all the okay. I listen to all the uh um, you know, hood shit, nigga music, whatever. Right. But you know, it ain't it ain't it ain't good shit on that. Like it don't teach you know how to be a husband. Ain't no chance to rappers out here, you know. Right. I listen right. to all my pimp C and stuff like that. But you when you have all that uh, come to play, mm-hmm. I mean, it just, it just spares the stretch. Gotcha. And so, I think we got a little bit away from the topic of the theme, <laughs> which is building community through love. Oh, but, well, oh you no, 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 no. I'm not even talking about you. I did too. But we're going to move on to the next topic. But before we do, I wanted to say that before this holiday season is over, um, I want to discuss ways in which we can build our communities with love that we have for one another in terms of like the black community because honestly I feel like we are the group with the most love to give because of like just the, the shit that we've been through and how we've always been able to come out on top so moving on and moving forward I want to ask you can we vent though so first things first i want to talk about queen and slim i hope i really fucking hope y'all went and spent the coin to go see this magnificent ass movie um i know there's a lot of um back and forth on whether or not it's a black love story or something like that but i'm gonna go ahead exactly i'm gonna go ahead and say anyone who does not think it's a black love story hasn't seen the fucking movie um so i'm gonna ask babe what did um queen of slim show you about black love shit uh I mean, they down the road for each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
And I, even though it, it's a elaborate, you know, scheme, cause elaborate. What do you mean by that? Like, first of all, when you shot the police, I'm not running. <laughs> I, that's caused even more headache. You might as well just say like in self defense, you got it on camera. But, but in all actuality, but just back to the point, I mean, we don't have enough, like, you know, people that, you know, kind of ride with, like, when it's thick and thin, you come up with, like, solutions, you talk, you compromise, and you try to deal with it as together. I mean, we quit to, I think we quit to fall off, like, when something happens, we just give up, that giving up, but they didn't have that give up. They just had that keep striving, and I think we should take a little bit of that and apply it into our relationship. I mean, not if it's, you know, elaborate, elaborate. Like, if I knock somebody off and, you know, I'm like, here, take the gun. I'm not trying to put you in that situation, but, like, when it's something minor, and if it's something y'all can absolutely, like, deal with together mm -hmm. as a unit, y'all should be able to do that. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and go against the grain here and say I disagree. Um, I don't think it was elaborate at all. I think it was kinda likely like think okay. about it. Think about it. Think about it. You shoot a cop in self-defense. You think when the when the boys show when the boys in blue show up, one they not come in squad deep. Two, they going to see yeah. their police officer, their brother, quote unquote, on the floor. You don't think they already going to have the guns drawn at you on your way out? Gonna, Any movement that you do can be, a, nah, man, you'll end up getting shot right there. And that's that's honestly what we have and what we're going through right now. Like, people have been shot for much less. You telling me, nah, babe, I'm sorry. I know, but look. I'm There's a man down. Nah, any black. Nah, man, they look, not going to that. Listen, all you got to do. All you gotta do, I'm just telling you, stand back. You just have the camera cord recording. I'm just getting my hands and knees, my hands up. People have gotten shot with their hands up. <laughs> Shit, okay. <laughs> Charge their ass too. Alright, um, but that's, that's, that, it's, that's. It's, see, it's a less risk. Like, listen, it's a less risk of I could just be like, man, I shot his ass. I'm gonna just put the gun down. Just look, go ahead, interlock your hands. On your stomach, squad car gonna pull up. If they gonna shoot you with your hand is in a lock, stomach straight on the ground, you're not moving, doing that. They doing an extra. They ain't doing nothing but they're nothing but a murderous unit. We know that though. Yeah, we do, but I'm just saying. You're giving like, them the benefit of the doubt. I'm going off of the stories that I've heard. If common sense. If, baby, listen to me. I'm saying from the videos, the dash cam cameras, all that shit that we have seen. Let me finish my point. Let me finish. When someone, it's bro, someone has gotten choked to death over cigarettes. Somebody was followed to their fucking home, like on their way home, like for just wearing a fucking hoodie. People have been shot in Walmart. Like it does not matter. But you telling me you shot a police officer. What? No, nah, I'm running too. Like, I understand why they ran, but that's not the point of this question. Sorry. You see, like, I can't do this shit with her. She would have, come on, if in all actuality, if you seen the movie and they took off running, what did you think? Tell me what did you think. Y'all can I, tell him in the comments. I'm a motherfucker, look. I'll be like, look, I'm not trying to call any more trouble, for real. If I have to go to jail, so be it. Like, you just But it was self-defense. 
Yes. But listen, I'm telling you, cease movement. Of course, you shot the police, you self defense, but you think they're going to pull up and start rap? Yes. <laughs> you see what I'm dealing with, y'all? Y'all see what I'm dealing with? Lord. Okay, anyway, so for me, the movie, what Queen and Slim showed about black love, because that was the topic, not police brutality. That's a whole nother show. Um, <laughs> like I said before, black love is a radical act, and it was like, in the movie, it was portrayed as that. It's like, against the odds, these people still fell in love. Number one, she ain't like his ass. Number two, I don't know, he kind of had a an air of entitlement about him. And he even talked about it in the um in his interviews when he was saying, you know, I was like, you know what? He's he's he was thinking he's 30 years old. He has a good job. Why wouldn't you want to date with me? Date on um, me or whatever. He's thinking he's quite the catch. And she was just like, nah, I'm good. But I mean that's kind of how you were. I mean that is kind of how we were. <laughs> but um yeah, and then another point I want to add about what that movie showed about black love is that strong women tend to back strong men. So if you're a weak man, you're probably going to have a weak woman. I'm not even going to like flex on that. You, do you do you agree with that point? Um, yeah, I'd say to an extent, but yeah, that, that you could say that's kind of, kind of true. Okay, and then my next point um, was that you know, they chose love and connection when the world was against them. And yet they had a few people who, you know, were on their side, but we we know half of America, over half of America was probably rooting for their downfall. And I feel like black people as a group, we've always chosen love and hope as a people, which is what I think allowed us to alive, to survive, Jesus. And um, I mean... Like Joseph was saying earlier, look at our ancestors from slavery to segregation to Jim Crow to police brutality. We always managed to, you know, love ourselves to the top. So that was pretty much what um, the movie meant or showed to me about black love. That Like we always come out on top. It might not always end in our favor. Oh man, I was crying at the end of that movie. Have y'all seen it? God damn it. <laughs> I need y'all to see the movie yeah. if you haven't seen it. But man... Like, even if it does not end on, like, end with us on top, it's, at the bottom, we always have love for one another. And I feel like that's the strongest um, message that I got from there. Mm -hmm. Oh, um, but I also wanted to ask, you know, how do you feel about them choosing two dark-skinned individuals to play the love interest of mm -hmm. the movie? You know, as a fellow dark-skinned of the black community, mm -hmm. You know, a chief, I absolutely love that <laughs> shit. I absolutely love that shit. I mean, I think it's, of course, it's a breath of fresh air. I mean, you don't see that too many representations of, you know, dark skin, uh, African Americans or British Americans. Mm. You know, I mean, everything always had been easier for uh, what's on, you know, the people's eyes, I guess, you know, like light skin or red bone complexion. But it's just a breath of pressure. Okay. Yeah. So, next question is, how is black love portrayed but hold in the Check this oh. out, though. So, did that say, like, dark-skinned people were willing to shoot a police officer? What? Before, like, yeah, I'm just thinking. <laughs> thinking like, I'm just off the real. It ain't, it ain't no harm. I'm just saying, like, if you know, black people, uh, black dark skin is aggressive 
No, because from the well, let's go off of the movie. They he was just like it's cold out, and the dude automatically withdrew his gun because like I don't know. I know it's true. You know it's true, but you know how people dissect. I feel like the darker skinned you are, the more I mean. There's a stereotype that the more darker more your complexion, the more aggressive you are, and so I mean, if it's a white false. person who is on the opposite end of the um, spectrum runs across someone who's darker skinned, I think they would have a preconceived notion or a preconceived fear, which again is racist. That um, you know, you're more likely to cause them harm than I don't know their next door neighbor who is far more likely because proximity is more likely um the cause of uh you know mm-hmm. uh adverse interactions like theft armed rob- robbery burglarization all that good stuff that they accuse black people of I mean honestly but that's neither here or there what was what was the question baby you made me lose sight of the question is how is black question. love portrayed in the media. In the media? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's kind of already look at to me. Mm-hmm. I think you might have some more. Uh, to me, I think it's a little bit more positive if you look at like the television aspect because mm-hmm. that's straight connection to uh the people the depiction of people in situations. Mm-hmm. I think we kind of up on television. I mean, shout out to Blackish. Uh. Even the old shows with uh, how Martin is with Martin and Gina or Family Matters, Good Times. I mean, I said a lot of old shows though. Yeah, old shows, but still it kept it carries on. Like, there any more shows probably that you know? Oh man, a good part. I feel What's like on, uh, you are seriously neglecting one of your favorite shows. What's that? Blackish. I said blackish. Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> and it's another little show that's on. I think called Family Reunion. On oh, place. I didn't like that one. Yeah, I mean, it's actors not out there, but it well, still shows, you know. They also had, you know, that light skinned daughter who was like, and stuff like she was ugh terrible. But um, what I wanted to add to the were you were you done making the point? Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. What I wanted to add was that we do have the fictional good, which is, you know, blackish and like you said, family reunion, even though I side eye that show. Um, (laughs) uh, You know, and then we also have the reality TV bad, like love and hip hop that shows love in a negative light and shows, you know, black individuals in a negative light. But I feel like more people are drawn to trash and thinks that and think that's all there is. I think more people watch Love and Hip Hop than they would watch uh, Blackish. You for how could you forget uh, about Love? It? it has such a huge impact on like our culture and like the way people view our culture who aren't in our culture. Shout out to Remy and Papoose because that is Black Love. Oh, okay, all right. That that's a good example. Also, um, Tiana Taylor and um, Iman. They're great representations, love their love, but like I'm talking about love and hip hop shit, like you know the trash shit where they're drunk, throwing water and pushing each other into the pools and shit. Like that's what I'm talking about. Well, you know they got together though, right? Who? Remember they push a uh, princess in that pool? Apparently, I've been. I, listen, I was listening to um, what is it? 
The read. I was listening to the read, and apparently they're getting a divorce because he's been cheating on her. Not surprised. Uh oh. Let's let's take that for <laughs> that. No, no, no. Oh yeah, y'all know there's a movement called Black Men Don't Cheat, but y'all need to get Ray J because he is fucking it up for everybody. <laughs> yeah, no. Y'all got it all wrong. Get, can you give me a rundown of what Black Men Don't Cheat is? Because mm-hmm. I know there's plenty of Black women who would beg to differ. Man, it's a First of all, it's the false portrayal of how they depict black men of, oh, you know, Rolling Stone, maybe early, <laughs> you know, because my pops wasn't, you know, there, but Aww, black men <laughs> not cheap. I'm telling you, mm-hmm. don't listen to what the media say, don't listen to what homegirl across the street say. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all false. <laughs> News. I mean, I'm in my Donald Trump. It's all false. It's all news. fake news. Okay. Fake news. So you guys heard it here. Um, black men don't cheat. Apparently. Mexican men cheat. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Let's not do that. We're not gonna do that here. Okay. So moving along. Now it's time for the segment. Know thyself. Heal thyself. And I wanted to pose the question to you, babe. How important is communication? I think communication is like the top three responsibilities Mm. you gotta have. What are the top three? For me? Yeah. Uh, I think accountability. Oh, okay. That was last episode. (laughs) Oh, really? You didn't listen? Uh, You know what? I I might be single after this. Go ahead. No. (laughs) You know what I mean. You know, I got love Especially with the communication, it it uh eliminates a lot of distractions, things that don't need to kind of be there that might get mixed up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just gives you a, a clear kind of outlook of what the person is sending to you, and you can have a clear message of receiving it, mm-hmm. so it won't be no you know miscommunication. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, so communication for me is everything. I talk mm-hmm. a lot. Um, and I'm not that great at listening, so it's kind of mm-hmm. lopsided. Shut up. <laughs> it's kind of mm-hmm. lopsided. But I've learned, um, you know, if you make the effort and you show that you're trying to, you know, effectively communicate with someone, that means you no longer, you look past what they're saying and you try to find the meaning in what they're saying as opposed to just taking it at face value or surface value me well because for me um taking some type of criticism from someone i love hits me harder than Mm -hmm. taking it from someone like a stranger or something like Mm -hmm. i can take something from someone who like a friend or whatever like girl you need to really work on you know this or whatever and i'd be like you know what okay i'll consider it but if it's coming from someone i love for me it just hit like a little bit harder like motherfucker i'm perfect what you mean love me for me you know but Mm -hmm. It took me a minute to actually look in and say, you know what, this is probably some solid advice to help my romantic relationship as opposed to just my platonic relationships, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So communication is really the biggest thing I think a lot of us are missing because 
when you're feeling something, when you feel down or you feel sad or you feel any type of emotion, no one else knows what you're going through. And a lot of us just simply expect other people, I'm going to say I'm one of these people, who expect my lover, you, to understand and know when I'm feeling like that, when that's impossible. You can't read minds. You're not a empath. Everybody's not an empath. I'm going to throw that out there again. Mm-hmm. And, like, we don't... Yes, we have the ability to, but everybody's going through their own shit. So how do you expect anyone to connect with you to understand where you're coming from if you're not effectively communicating what you feel, um, like, anything that you might, you know need that you think might make your responses to that person a little less caring you need to say hey you know what I'm going through a rough patch right now uh I'm sorry if I come off rude or anything like that but I'm just trying to work myself through it and that person should be able to support you and say hey you know what thanks for telling me um you know I'm here if you need it blah 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 and then you guys can move on you know oh yeah and uh man talk talk to your women Talk to your women. Cause, Say it again. Man, that that holding in shit is dead. It's for the birds. <laughs> I mean, it might depend if your woman talk a lot. I, I might kind of understand. But uh, in all actuality, man, if you just want to kind of make the things to work, I mean, you got to open up, open up that line. Mm-hmm. I mean, tell them exactly like how you feel. I mean, because, you know, I, I came up off, of, um, even though I'm a millennial, I definitely came up off the era, you know, mm-hmm. you're not supposed to, you know, really express your feelings, mm. you know, keep the, I, I, I was that guy, man, I'm telling you, I was that guy, but uh, over the course of our relationship, when I just started saying, you know, fuck it, I'm going to just say what's on my mind, tell her what it is. Mm-hmm. And you know, might hurt her feelings and might might not, but if you just be direct and open and kinda convoluted it's always to how you say it, mm-hmm. I mean it'll it'll work itself out. It'll work itself out and that way y'all have a better relationship, even things that probably used to bother you when you say that it won't bother you as much. Mm. Or y'all just take it as a joke. Give me an example. Yeah, what's something that used to bother you that I do that you're just like over now? I don't know. Let me tell you about Cindy. You you just don't know. It's like you're like a Scotch. You gotta have a quiet taste. I mean, do anybody ever get used to Scotch sometimes? So you don't like Scotch? So, what the fuck? Why would you compare me to Scotch? That Scotch is an acquired taste. One of my uh, college professors, I do want to try Scotch. That's for my birthday. Babe, how are you going to compare me to something you've never tried? But Scotch <laughs> is delicious, you know. It's how do you know? <laughs> okay, oh, I understand I what you're trying to do. I understand what you're trying to do here. I don't want to say Hennessy, everybody have Penny. Well, no, not everybody has had me. But, um, <laughs> all right, yeah, okay, we're gonna move on. From I'm that. not saying that. No, no, I also wanted to add, you spoke to this point a little earlier, but <clears throat> communication is important because with all the stressors of being a black man specifically or even a black woman, it's not easy to leave all that outside. And walk into your home and be happy. So that's why communication is really important. Because there's a lot of shit we go through throughout the day at work. um, Driving. Like just you know living from day to day. 
and having all that strife within you, even from like different scene to different scene can definitely build up and it can manifest in your home. And that's something you don't want. Mm -hmm. um, also, you spoke to this point um, a couple seconds ago and I wanted to jump in, but I'm working on my, my listening and not cutting in. Which so. is great, by the way. When somebody talks, you listen, then it switch vice versa. You see how like, you just cut be, in? And look, I was just talking. Don't hear them out. You want to listen. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Anyways, um, I also wanted to say that communication has taken a dive because black men do have to put on a show of hyper masculinity that stoicism being a playboy and all this other stuff these are all things that are talked about in music we're seeing we're seeing it in the, like on tv shows and movies um like instagram, instagram social, media. social media all of that stuff it's like you have to be this way in order to be seen as a man when in all actuality real women want someone who's able to communicate and say you know hey this is what's bothering me this is what I need. This is what I want in order to feel loved. And a lot of people don't know that. And a lot of people don't know how to do that. And so a lot of women are having to like cater to and show men how to do this. When in all actuality, you should already know how to do this. But we're all growing and learning together. So, I mean, what do you think on that, babe? You made a face. <laughs> no, I made no face. I mean, you are kind of absolutely right. I mean... It's just the thing, it's just promoted what's popular. Like, you think, uh, I'm <coughs> what one girl kind of uncool. I mean, we don't have the Will and Jada out here, you know, we got the future Hendrix, and Jesus, which is you know, one of the guys I love to listen to. Fuck that guy, what in <laughs> It's just, it's just, uh, gross. I think I think it's in due time. I think it's gonna happen. Mm -hmm. I think it's happening a lot more. I mean, we've been seeing it over the couple of years. Yeah. But uh, <coughs> you just gotta give it, give it time. You just give it, give it time. Okay. Um, I'm gonna ask this question. I asked Joseph this question. Um, I want to say last weekend, and he thought I was coming for the relationship. But I'm, I rephrased it, so it seems a little better. But. How does a healthy relationship affect those participating in it? What do you mean? So, when I asked you the and question in the car, I said, do you believe that you're thriving in this relationship? Yeah. So how are, and then I asked you how. I mean, how do you believe, or how does a how relationship. How do I know that? No, how does a relationship. Yeah, how does a relationship How do affect? I know we're thriving? You as an individual within our relationship, how do you know you're thriving? I mean, I touched on a little bit earlier. Like when you say when you say things, certain things it don't bother me. I can mm -hmm. tell you a joke. Uh, more confident in myself. Okay. Uh, more laughter in a relationship. I mean, we do laugh but, a lot. Huh? We do laugh a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the best medicines in the world. Uh, I mean, we go out. Probably more little places. I mean, little stuff uh, could affect us in a big way. Um, I mean, when when you just see when you <coughs> don't have that, I guess animosity. I guess with your mm. partner and stuff like that. Like people 
kind of multitask. You can kind of get your business done, but at the same time, satisfy your partner. I mean, yeah. I guess that's just. <laughs> Y'all hear that, right? <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> for me, I feel like if you are thriving within your relationship, um, you should be able to. Um, be motivated to be better, not only for you, but for that person as well. You're going past the stage of selfishness and you're looking at selflessness. What can I do to better myself so that our relationship can, can grow and, you know, prosper? And, I mean, it took me a while to learn that Joseph was not my enemy. And what's your favorite saying? I am your friend and not your enemy. My what? He told me that so many times to the point where it was like, well, maybe, maybe he ain't my enemy, but I don't know, y'all. I'm from Florida, and for some reason, we are all paranoid about, like, I don't know. I don't know why we're paranoid. Just tell me shit. <laughs> I got some. Like, what you doing, fuck me, though? I'm like, what? Who are you? That's what he signed up for. Anyway. <laughs> But, I ain't, but I ain't take no disrespect, though. <laughs> anyways, um, yeah, so just, you know, looking out and paying attention to what you can do to be better. Because most of the time, your partner, if they really do love you, if the love is real, they're not telling you something to hurt you. They're telling you something that'll better you in the long run. So why not just take that advice, especially from someone who you love, you know? It makes more sense. Yeah, everybody in each relationship have their own kinks, their own, you know, faults or downfalls mm -hmm. or things like that. But if you just uh, kind of spread you know they know what your thoughts is and if you just continue kind of working on it and it just like both of y'all together like help build it up i mean you could be like solid as a rock as a motherfucking rock okay solid. You know, song, right? no <laughs> turn the song off okay but um this was one of um joseph's questions he asked you want to ask it, babe? Oh, you got it. This is, you know, excuse me. Okay. What are the key fundamental characteristics missing in relationships today? Ooh. You, don't ooh that. You came up with Spooky. that. <laughs> Spooky. What yeah. are your three um, fundamental? I mean, not I mean, three, but what are yeah, the uh, key fundamental? You know, the three things that I say, of course, you know, accountability. I mean, that's just accepting responsibility. I mean... Mm. Things that like, if I say, man, my woman's not happy because of this and that. I mean, it's clear review that why she's not happy, I should take accountability to that. Mm. Or, you know, vice versa. Of course, the communication and the compromise. I don't think we talk about compromise enough. Oh, no, we did not. Yeah, but, you know. Do y'all know how hard compromise is? That's <laughs> what you were saying. You got to be selfless. Mm -hmm. Can't be selfish. What's compromise on that? That both both of y'all can meet in the middle of the situation. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're not always gonna have it your way. Your partner always not gonna have it show their own way. But if y'all both could just uh, analyze, talk, and break it down, like mm -hmm. okay, what what uh, can make both of us happy, mm -hmm. and we could both be satisfied. Us, how do you say word? You know, I'm from Arkansas. I get tongue tied. Satisfied. 
satisfaction. Oh, there you Hello? go. Yeah, Hello. <laughs> I did graduate college. I still just can't talk. Yeah, ain't nobody doubting that. But, but um, other things, of course, you gotta you gotta have respect. You gotta have respect for each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, if your partner respects you, they're not gonna do certain things or whatever like that. That will just probably just get you riled up. And you know what? Just have trust. You gotta support. Support. Support your partner and their dreams and what they're going to do. And it just what make things flourish. If you got anything? Um, I mean, I feel like you tapped on everything that I would say. I mean, the only thing I would add is trusting your partner, but to another like level. I don't think people think about what trust entails. Mm-hmm. So trust, sure, for you to walk out the door and to not cheat on me, but also trust to understand that I'm human and I make mistakes and sometimes I'm going to fuck up and trust that I'm not doing anything to hurt you or mm-hmm. anything like that. And also um, trusting someone to where you can actually take in something that they're saying and, you know, not throw that back against them in a negative or harmful way. Just like, you know, openly trusting someone to where communication can flow freely. Um, That's one of what I think is really important, but that goes back to communication anyway. And so I hope you guys understand how important communication is, or maybe it's just really important to me. (laughs) I don't know. But moving on from that, we have the next segment, which is word to the wise. Um, And this is the last segment of the episode. So, babe, what is some advice you can give to the folks about black love or I mean, just love in general? Um, I mean, it's hard work. Obviously, it's hard work. It's nothing that comes easy. Mm -hmm. I mean, just figure out kind of like what the purpose of the relationship, what you kind of get out of it. Because you're not just going to be together just to be together. I mm. mean, that's, that's high school. But if that person... Well, say it again. Yeah, you hear she's going to church. But if that person, <laughs> like, helps you grow and it helps you want better for yourself, I mean, you should just find things to try, try to work it out and, uh... Don't, when you have a long relationship, don't forget about intimacy. Mm. And, you know, a little physical, you know, affection. Because, you know, you, you, you forget, you know, to hug each other, kiss each other, hold hands. Those little things like that carry carry a little long way. Um, and I got some other advice, you know, for men. Work on your PC muscles. <laughs> I know that's just out the blue. But work on the PC muscles. Man, the PC muscles. Uh, it's the muscles. It's kind of like you know, like you don't have to flinch your booty cheeks, but it's like the connection <laughs> between your penis and like kind of the asshole. Right. How do you but, work that yeah. muscle? I mean, you just hold the PC. How to locate it? First, you gotta locate it. I mean, you could what sit down in the chair, stand up. And if you kind of like do that little squeeze without trying to squeeze your butt cheek, you, you get the feeling, man. You get the feeling. It's going to be hard to locate, but you do little stuff, I guess, hold for six seconds, let it go. Just work on it every other day. I mean, it, it keeps you running, you know. Like a, builds your stamina. It, build, it helps build your stamina, man. You don't want to just tap out quick out the pins. Another great way to work on your PC muscles, even for women, um, you can, while you're peeing, try to stop in the middle, 
just like that clinch. Works for men too. Guys, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Do both, like for men yeah. and women. Um, and that helps, you know, a lot of the the PC muscle in both male and women. Um, they're located in our sexual regions, you know, the vagina and the penis. And penis I'm gonna have an episode. Sorry. I'm going to have an episode with my sister and we're going to talk about it more because she focuses on um, sex and love and stuff like that. But it really helps um, strengthen that muscle. And if you are suffering from a weakened PC muscle in men, it shows as erectile dysfunction, not being able to keep it up or get it up or, you know, busting too quick. And for women, it shows it's just having super loose um, vaginal walls <laughs> and also let's let's be real um having a looser vagina with specific partners is a great sign because the looser you are the more comfortable you are but if you feel like your muscles are weakening i definitely recommend doing some type of pc kegel workout um, definitely head to Beyond Sexy Lingerie if you're looking for some type of um, help with that. My sister sells um, Kegel Balls, um, Yanni Eggs, and those all help with um, freak, freak. vaginal um, yeah. tightness. Freak, freak. But <laughs> for my advice, that was great advice, babe. Thank you for that. Oh, my God. advice for um, building a better bond and loving a little more is to simply be yourself and if yourself is not enough, then recognize that and, I mean, deal if with that. If yourself is not enough, they shouldn't be with you in the first place. Exactly. And I, I, I'm stammering right here, but like, if you feel that the person, y'all should mesh, y'all should click. If you don't feel that meshing and you don't feel that clicking, then there's no real reason for you to stay because the bond isn't there. And that's okay. And that's completely okay because honestly, if you stay within a relationship where you don't mesh with a specific person, then you're you're not only blocking that person from, you know, there who they're supposed to be really connecting with, you're also blocking yourself. And one thing I do not agree with is self-blockage. <laughs> don't do that shit. All right? Just break the fuck up and move the fuck on. Boo-hoo, cry about it, but you'll find you'll find what's best for you. And if you do find someone that you click with, that you mesh with, you're not always going to fucking click and mesh. And you have to understand that um, even though you're not clicking or meshing at this moment in time, if you work it out and you talk about it and you make sure, you know, you work on the things that you need to, it'll come back 10 times better. Because there have been times in our relationship where we were just not clicking, we were not meshing, we had a little bit of stuff happen and we you know came back to where we needed to be at to meet each other in the middle and we meshed again it's a cycle just like huh she wanted to give up y'all i well i was ready <laughs> i was like you know what <laughs> maybe i'm maybe i'm self-blocking myself <laughs> but i mean i you, you stick it out, and you know what? Sometimes it's better than before. Would you say we're better than before? I, yeah. I, it's just one of those things, I guess, every relationship, I mean, they just have to decide that. <coughs> I mean, if you want that longevity, it's, it's going to be hard work, you know? I mean, you work it out, you work it out. Just like I'm saying, if they can make you better, if that person can make you better what you want more for yourself, 
I think we should just kind of work it out regardless. Mm -hmm. But then, of course, you know, you'll have some of that toxic relationship that, you know, it's just not going to kick it, but you're trying to decide, you know, well, we're just trying to make it work mm -hmm. and just go through the same old shit. I mean, you, it's, it's all, it's all kind of like have that open communication. Mm -hmm. I think that's where communication comes in. You just have that it's open very communication. Important. Yeah. Have that open communication. Kind of see, you know, where they at, where you at. I mean, y'all in it together. We in it together. Right. Oh, you know what? To go piggyback off of that, I'm sorry. If you can't communicate with someone, if they're giving you pushback, like you're asking for the bare minimum, you have the option to either push through, because I pushed through, but it took a lot of time. You have mm -hmm. the option to push through and continue to harp on that. Like, listen, you have to talk to me. I need you to do this. Like, if this is going to work, like, you have to say that multiple times. And I think the best dating advice I ever got was in college from a friend. Her name's Kiki. Um, and she had been with her guys since she was 14 years old. And we were in college now. And she said sometimes, like, not sometimes, men are, I'm talking to the women, sorry, guys. Men are not going to remember what you said yesterday. So sometimes you're going to have to repeat yourself over and over and over until and you're going to sound like a broken record. But when they finally do get it, you won't have to worry about it anymore. I think that's the best advice she had ever given me. And I want to share that with you guys. If you want something to work, if you're going to have to stay on top of it as well, you have to hold them accountable too. And that's why um, accountability was one of his top three, I believe, because, I mean, if you want something, you have to hold yourself to that same standard. Mm-hmm. Any, any qualms with what I said? Any qualms? Any I mean, issues? This is your show. I mean, <laughs> if y'all want to hear what I did, come on, my podcast. Okay. Got <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, if you're interested, please like and follow the page on Facebook at Excuse Me. I have the link in the bio. Um, next week, next week's episode, Jesus, is gonna be based. I'm gonna have another guest. I'm going to have another guest on. Her name's Sydney Price. I can't wait for you guys to meet her. We're going to be talking about the work and personal life balance. And I hope you guys have a great week. Toodles.